in tune with the boss of the business, the What The Heck Show, on UnionPowerRadio.com. Let's get ready to rumble! What, what the heck? What, what the heck? Uh, Let's get ready to rumble! Good evening, Teamsters of Local 804 and Teamsters listening across the country. I'm Tony Rosario, your host, with my co-host, Mr. Jamie Haynes. Jamie Haynes. And we got, as always, the Big Bad Wolf from Brush Avenue, Mr. Hector Lavo. <laughs> the Fortis. All right. Uh, real quick, I just want to uh, play a nice song for a brother of ours who... And you guys know that we do this uh, regularly when one of our friends uh, loses a family member or somebody loses somebody close. So uh, this one goes out to our brother Antoine Andrews, one of these shop stewards in uh, Foster Avenue. And uh, um, we're all sorry for your loss, uh, Antoine. Uh, we know that you're a good guy and uh, your mother raised a good man. And uh, this song goes out to you, brother. How do I say goodbye? The good time that made us laugh, I'll wake back. And also, uh, for anybody else who's lost anybody over the last week or the last few months, we've had even one of our brothers, Eugene Braswell, went through a tragedy uh, a couple of months back. Uh, our brother Antoine Andrews just put his mother to rest on uh, um, on Sunday. On uh, Saturday, I'm sorry, and uh, our, uh, one of our business agents, Mr. Dave Cintron, lost his father a couple of months back. So this is for anybody out there that uh, lost someone they love, family member, friend, or union brother. Any union brothers who maybe retired and passed away or were working and passed away. Also, I'm reminded of our brother Frank Ordonez, who was killed in Florida. And this song goes out for all you guys.
All right. Thank you for listening. Uh, here we go. So we're going to start off with uh, today's seminar. <clears throat> the fellas at Holiday Financial. We all know them as Jim Warner and Joe Tedeschi, Jim and Joe, the double J's. They uh, had another great turnout today at the seminar. Uh, I, myself, and a few other uh, members that are close to retirement and uh, a couple of young members actually went out to dinner with them on Friday at Lenny's Clam Bar. We had a great discussion, just hung out like a couple of just, just a couple of union guys, just having a good time, just having some food, having good conversation. And at the same time, they were great, giving out great uh, financial advice. How you guys uh, talk about financial when you guys are all drunk? I mean, you know, uh, some of the guys weren't <laughs> drinking, but you know, we had a few drinks, but uh, hey, listen, that's when the truth comes out, heck. That's when they buy more booze. That's, that's when they really hear all your financial troubles, you know what I mean? So uh, they, they, were, they, were, they were good, they helped out a few guys there. And then today at the seminar again, as always, they gave out great information, uh, put people, uh, uh, changed people's perspective on a lot of things that they thought they knew. And, uh, you know, they, these guys, they do a great job. You know, uh, when I listen to, to Jim talk, he's he's always very accurate with the numbers and speaking about uh, stuff he's dealt with with other members. Some of the stories they told us are amazing about part timers and full timers and how they helped them out saving money here and there. One, one story was crazy. The guy had retired and and he needed forty thousand dollars for his daughter's uh, for his daughter's wedding. And he wanted to give his daughter twenty thousand dollars for the wedding to hold down the hall, and he wanted to give her another twenty grand to uh, just for her as a gift for her wedding, which is something as a father you want to be able to do. And he had the money to do it because it was a four hundred one k, and they told him, "Yeah, no problem." But how about you do this? How about you just give a twenty, put twenty aside? Do you need the money right away? He was like, "Well, not right now." But they were like, "Well, why don't you put twenty, take out twenty first, and then a couple of months later into the next period, take out another twenty. You'll save yourself about five grand in taxes that way." And just like that, just by making one move, instead of pulling out the fourth, uh, the whole forty, the guy no. just makes two twenty, uh, 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 takes out twenty thousand dollars twice, and all of a sudden he saves himself five grand. So, you know, just little things like that. I mean, we're talking about five thousand dollars here. You know, that's why you should attend these conferences or or seminars. Absolutely, they're not just for full timers; they're for every eight hundred four member. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Start early. You don't have start. to wait till you uh, retire. You could start now. Uh, to start your 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 savings and to exactly. your retire. So. And, I, and I and I one thing that I don't like that people say they always say oh I can't do something until I get top paid. What the hell is top paid? No, yeah, you no. start immediately. Yep. Even if you can only start small, just start. Start the process. And I heard a lot of wives came with the members. Also. Yes, yes. Wow, and, and it's great. Uh oh, I gotta get me yeah. one. Yeah. Uh -oh. Well, you know what? Where you at, Joan? Joan is there. <laughs> Joan is on the line. Joan's in the chat. You're gonna go to her retirement uh, <laughs> seminar because she's be retiring soon. Joan, make sure you get a prenup, Joan. <laughs> make okay. sure you get a prenup. Hold up. Uh, you're talking right into the mic, so you're making a lot of noise. Who's that? You. I'm talking into the mic? Oh, no. Now you're good. Okay. Um, so, yeah, these, these guys are a wealth of information. Today was the first of three seminars, and if you guys are interested in going to the second one, I, I suggest you definitely do it. You, you'll, you'll definitely end up learning something, and even if it's just something small, saving yourself a few hundred dollars a month, saving yourself a few thousand dollars a year. It, when you listen to these guys, you, you really get an idea of, of what to do with your money and, and be smart with it. And, you know, they do this for for all the union members. They work with the union. 
They help help the union members out, and and at at the end, you know, they they're really just trying to help you guys out. They're not, they're they're they they're do not, house visit also. They do house visits, yeah. and they're not charging anything for these house visits. Also, it's not it's not just for retirement. You should also save, so that way, if anything happens, you have what what some people consider a reserve fund somewhere, a hundred dollars, twenty dollars, whatever. So that way. You can cover yourself for for the basic needs. You don't always have to go and ask or borrow from a 401k or borrow from the bank. You will have it. So it's always a good time to save, and it's not just only for retirement. You know, I, I want to ask you a question, uh, uh, Tony and uh, Jamie. So you, you guys went to these seminars because I haven't gone to I, one I, yet, I and I'm you. and I'm I'm the back. Oh, no, I I did. Go to a seminar. I, haven't, I went to one. I went I, to I, one I, in 08. The reason I why that. I don't go is because I also do the same thing. I hold seminars. I, what, what, what I'm going to start doing is, like I was saying, I, I mentioned it on the on the, um, the Facebook group. When guys make, as soon as they make book, I'm going to start making house visits to go over financial and union rights. Are you are you when you tell them that you're gonna do house visits? Do they have to have a special uh, crumb cake and orange juice? Oh yeah, you gotta have some some lunch or dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's something that I'm gonna do because guys, they always say nobody never speaks to me about anything. So I was I I decided to do that on my own. So that way nobody can say no, nobody helped no, them. Nobody out. helped them or nobody showed them the way. I came to you. If you know, well, you have to let me into your house. I came to you, I explained everything to you, and now it's up to you to, you know, to, to follow. If you don't, that's on you, but at least I came to you and showed you the right way. Nice. You know, now it's off my chest. Well, uh, f- for those guys, you know, what I was, I was impressed by, again, there was a couple of young members there, our own brother from uh, the Oyster Bay Center, Mr. The, I call him the Fighting Irishman, Joe Darty. Shout out to him. Oh, oh, he's in the chat room. Shout out from Ireland. <laughs> Shout out from America, Joe. <laughs> that's Frank Whalen's song. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're going to play that for all the Irish guys? Yeah, for all the Irish guys. <laughs> Uh, you know, and uh, he was there, and he's a young member. He's only got about two years on the job, and the fact that he's already trying to prepare for his future, that's just a smart move. It's just a smart move, and he's, he's a smart guy, smart young guy, and I, I expect a lot from him in the future. The kid's going to really do well for himself because he's good with numbers. He's, he's pretty smart. He's already been heavy on reading. Uh, I, you know, we did the uh, show from his house two weeks ago. Uh, also, a shout-out to his, 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 his union brother, Ray Mathis, who's also on the line. Shout-out. Proper 12. <laughs> Proper 12 was the whiskey we were drinking. That was by uh, Conor McGregor's whiskey. Conor McGregor's going to have to start hitting us off for these uh, little advertisements uh, for him. Uh, for, for all you guys that are interested in going to the uh, next uh, seminar that uh, Jim Warner and uh, Joe Tedeschi will be doing, um, it will be on Saturday, March 21st, also at the Union Hall, uh, 3421 Review Avenue. And that meeting will be from 1130 a.m. to 130 p.m. So if you felt this morning's meeting was a little early for you guys, 930 to 1130, I get some guys, if it felt like a little too early for them, the next one's going to be a little later. It'll be more closer to the afternoon. It's 1130 a.m. to 130 p.m. So... Uh, and and then they stay after, and you can go and ask them questions. I mean, they had a line of guys uh, already, and they, and they're not in a hurry to leave there. You know, they take their time with each person individually, and they, you know, you get their number. They'll come to your home. 
these guys really do a great job and and you know you when you listen to them talk you, you know what they know what they're talking about uh listening to joe too uh they they all have great stories on on members that they've helped out like including the guy who was getting uh ready for his uh, daughter's wedding. They have so many other great stories like that. Uh, another gentleman who thought he was ready for, to retire, but he wasn't, had to work just an extra few years. I think they had him work maybe an extra three or four years. And in those three or four years, he was able to get everything in order so that he can go down south and retire down in, I think, North or South Carolina. And it worked out well for him. I mean, they have so many stories like that. But one of my favorite stories is when Joe talks about his father and growing up. And uh, his father was in a union. Uh, I don't know. I, I believe it was uh, uh, either an iron uh, a welder or one of these. Uh, I don't know if it was a carpentry. I forget. But it's one of those kind of unions. And how he worked all his life. And, and uh, at one point, he, uh, he had gotten uh, uh, from his annuity. I believe he said something like 90 grand. And uh, when he took it, he ended up getting some bad advice, his father. And he ended up putting it into a bank. And then right off the back, he like lost like uh, when the taxes came or whatever it was, he lost like almost 30, like a third of his of his of his of that check. And it was like, you know, that was one of the the, the hardest things he had had to deal with, uh, you know, watching his father have to deal with that, that loss of money. And it was like you work your whole life. You have this amount of money. And it's like, whoa, they just took a whole percentage of it. And he talks about how that was the light bulb moment. That was the moment where he decided you know, he got a degree in finance, you know, he's going to do it to help people so that, you know, his father can be well and his father will be fine. And at the same time, he'll be able to help other members, union members like him. So shout out to Joe Tedeschi and Jim Warner. They do a great job. They do it because, you know, at the end of the day, they've they've dealt with situations that are similar and they're just trying to help guys. Well, and so obviously, yeah, they're getting something at the end of it. You know, you retire, you, they, they'll help you invest your money and I'm sure they get something out of it. But they're but they're 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 doing most of everything you know, without asking for any payment. Right. And then it's like, when you retire, what do you want to do with your money? They'll help you invest it. And you know, if they make some money on that, good for them. You know, they, they deserve to get something out of it for Christ's sake. Well, well, speaking about that, you know, with the with the big, what's that, the coronavirus scare, you know, the stock market took a little crash, been going down lately, even even our company stock went down. So don't, you know, don't, don't, don't get scared or afraid. It, uh, it should eventually go back up. So yeah. don't 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 worry yourself. Talking about the coronavirus, I have something on that I, I recorded. It's a five minute thing that it shows you what's the symptoms of the corona so you can watch out for. So let's play that for a second. If you don't guys don't mind. No. All right, man, go ahead. So we need to get the facts straight. How does this virus work? How does it transmit? Where does it want to go? And let's protect ourselves. I'm Dr. Peter Lin. I'm a family physician in Toronto, Canada. The coronavirus is a family of viruses that can cause as mild things as just a common cold, all the way up to SARS or MERS. These are these bad pneumonias that we're talking about. And basically what these viruses are, they look like a tennis ball with all these spikes sticking out of it. And depending on the type of spike, it allows that virus to attach to certain places. So some viruses, they have the spike that attaches to your nose. So basically you just get a common cold. But the SARS virus and this new virus that we're talking about has the spike that allows it to attach to the cells in your lung. And when it attaches there, it puts in information to make photocopies of itself. So it uses our equipment to make more viruses. I'm declaring a public health emergency of international concern over the global outbreak of novel coronavirus. 
Most of the coronaviruses live in animals. In this particular case, it was from Wuhan. There was a fish market where they were selling live animals. And the thought is, is that the virus was in a live animal, then it crossed into a human. But then what we found was that people were getting sick in terms of healthcare workers, in terms of family members that were looking after them, which now meant that the virus can pass from human to another human. Just like all viruses, it needs to reach a target, which is your lung and it has to get there with your help. It has no feet and no wings. So therefore it needs us to move it there. So that's why we keep saying, don't hang around sneezy people because you're gonna breathe it in and don't touch your face because that's how the virus is gonna get in. The masks are helpful, but they're not necessary because they're leaky. The ones that you and I buy basically have pockets here. So therefore the virus can get in. What the masks really do is they stop us from touching our face. If you're sick, we tend to mask you, so therefore you're not spewing out the viruses to other people sitting around you. The true people that have the real masks are the N95. Those are sealed. These are for the doctors that may be caring uh, for the patients. So in the beginning, the coronavirus will cause kind of like flu-like symptoms or a cold. So people just get the stuffy nose, that kind of thing. But you'll understand that as soon as that virus starts manufacturing in your lung cells, they're producing all these copies of the virus, all of a sudden now you kill the lung cells. So now you can't exchange oxygen. And that's why one of the early symptoms is people get very short of breath and they tend to have a difficult time breathing and that's why they end up in hospital. So currently, unfortunately, we don't have a direct treatment for the coronavirus. So we don't have a medication that can kill it off. And so it's really supportive. So in other words, the patient can't breathe. We give them oxygen, help them to breathe. They can't drink. So therefore we give them fluids to support them. Their kidneys begin to shut down. We help them with all those things. So it's a very supportive process. This is a new virus that we've never seen before. So our immune system, our army, are having a hard time figuring out what to do. So usually what we have to do is we make something called antibodies. So these are things that can grab onto the spikes that we see on the virus and it will get rid of the virus for you and that will actually bring you back to good health. So therefore the elderly may have a worse outcome and of course the young children, so the babies, their immune system is not so good either so they may not make those antibodies as well. So just remember your hands may be with virus. Virus cannot hurt you because it can't get through the skin but the moment I do this now I've brought the virus right to where it wants to go. So let's remember not to touch our hands to our face. So let's say you think that you might have been on a plane or you might have bumped into somebody that has it. What should you do? So the first thing is to contact a healthcare worker to tell them that potentially you have it. If you're feeling symptoms and you're going to go into a facility, call ahead. Okay, so whether you're calling the paramedics or whether you're calling the hospital or your doctor, just mention that you were on a flight. If you don't have any symptoms, then what we do is a little bit of a self-quarantine. In other words, we can just keep you away from other people and so you don't go into parties, don't go with your friends, don't go into public transportation. So we can contain it very easily by making sure that you do a self-confinement, so to speak, uh, for the, let's say, 7 to 14 days is the longest incubation time. So after that, if you're feeling well, then you don't have anything to worry about. So we get the facts right, then we don't have to be overly worried but we do the right things so that we don't get the virus ourselves and that we don't pass it on to others. And if we look after each other in this way, this virus will have nowhere to go. It needs us to move it, it needs us to make copies for it, and if we don't help it, then the virus will stop. So we have the power to do that right now.
That's it. I thought I had to put it out for people that are uh, naive on what's going on with this uh, virus. So, yeah, it's basically you know just uh, wash your hands and keep your hands off your face. Off your face, and you should be all right. And you know if you see people sneezing, I mean get away from them. <laughs> oh wait. <clears throat> Did I put the mic on too soon? You guys are still eating. <laughs> well, okay, I guess bro. the food did come late. But uh, let me give a couple of shouts out here to some of the guys listening. We got our brother from Florida, Mr. Uh, Roberto Sanchez over at Game Over DJs. Uh, call it, hitting us up from uh, Kissimmee, Florida. Hello from Kissimmee, Florida. Game Over DJs. What's going on, my brother Rob? We miss you, man. We can't wait to come out there eventually and come see your ass. I don't miss him. No. He's, only, he's only been out a week. I know there's other people listening that that are afraid to say something. You can say something on there. You can chat. Don't be say scared. Say hello. Don't be Don't, don't be, be scared. So, uh, we're going to talk about the IBT. Yes. Just let me give a couple of shout-outs to the fellas. Yo, yo, yo. Queens North is in the house. Dubs 804. <laughs> hey, don't be booing me. Oh, no, these these are the fans, man. Uh, we got Joni Lane Miller, like always. Hey, baby. Jamie's, Jamie says hi. She's like hi, Jamie. I don't need, <laughs> I don't need well, no. She said I don't need no stinking prenup. Yep, trust me. Get that info. Be prepared. That's uh, that's uh, game over. Oh, we got Mr. Uh, Izzy on the line. Ismael Bro, uh, Ismael Bro, Bro here. I, I can never pronounce his last Just name. Just say right. Izzy. Just say Izzy. Izzy's so we got we got new guys that are listening from uh, Uniondale. If you want to shout them out, yeah, you shout out the guys from Uniondale. Damian Barrios, Travis. I can't see from Brian Mendez. First time tuning. All right, cool. Izzy says, uh, what's up from 43rd Street, Metro Manhattan? Holiday Financial, Jim Warner and Joe Tedeschi can give you the fire in life. Financial independence, retire early. And you you know what? He's so right. And he always puts up so many emojis. Izzy, you are the master emoji man. Uh, leave it to Jamie to find a way to get free meals and make it seem like he's doing you a favor. <laughs> That's Joni Lane. That's Joni Lane. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna put out. There's a deadline coming up for those that don't know. The James R. Hoffa Memorial Scholarship. The deadline ends tomorrow for you to apply for that scholarship. So make sure you do it either today or tomorrow, and that that's it. Tomorrow is the last day, March second. So I just have to put that out real quick before I forget. Yeah, please. If you uh, have a child that's in high school and he's looking to go to uh, to college. Get that. Get get your paperwork in. You have a chance to win the uh, to win a scholarship for your son or your daughter. The other one you were talking about. Oh, and the Joe Doherty one. How uh, how much time they got on the Joe Doherty one? I believe that I one's March. March also. Yeah. But that's a uh, uh, maybe a week or two away. You still want to look into them both. You want to sign up for them both, and you want to get ready because uh, if your kid's ready to go to college, man, this is a great opportunity for uh, you to you as a parent to save some money. So start looking into it. You guys don't have a lot of time. This is pretty much the deadline for both of those, so get on it, especially with the Hoffa one. I think today or tomorrow is probably your last bet on that one. 
Uh, Joe Doherty, stop chewing in my ear. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Well, I just these finished guys up. are chewing on the microphone. Also, no, it's so unprofessional. So unprofessional. For all you members, not just members, family members, anyone, there's a, <laughs> you can take a driver defense course for $17 that the union offer to get a discount on your car insurance. Now, explain to them the $17 because we had someone come in there with $17 and says, all right, can I get my self-defense course? No, no the, you what, have to get a voucher. Yeah, they will you give a, you a voucher, yeah. and on that voucher, it has a website you need to go to, and it gives you a it gives you a number that you use to log on to that website. Right. Once you log on and you plug in that number, the day you log on and you start, you have 30 days to complete the course online at your leisure, but you have 30 days. So once you complete the course, it goes back to the first day you... You log in and you will receive a certificate or whatever in the mail and you will have to make a copy of it and then fax it to your insurance company and they will discount you all the way from the first day that you logged on to that website. So it's $17. You have to have 17 exact dollars. Now we'll, we got change on that, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, they it, said it they told 17? me 17 okay. exact dollars. Don't bring nothing else. Yeah. No, that's no credit cards, no EBT. That's cards. a ten dollar bill, five dollar bill, and a two dollar bill. I'm pretty sure you could do a money order now. <laughs> Not even a money order. No. Hey, the little leprechaun is out there. Oh, Frank Whalen. Oh yeah. <laughs> if he's not in the building, he's listening to the What the Heck show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Frank, shout out to Frank Whalen, man. He's an alternate steward. He's been working really hard. Even on his vacation, he's hitting the buildings. When he's done with his work, he he stays and does walkthroughs. Frank, you're the man. Yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be the next commercial for the Union Power Radio. Hi, my name is Frank Swell, uh, Wellen. You know, with smoking. Yeah. Oh. Also, I want to give a shout out to the guys in, uh, I, I, I never get this right. Oh, well, the Melville, Melville building, uh, the Melville Center. Our brothers, Dave Carew, the, I know the, the Maloney brothers and our, our brother, Big Debo, Chris Connolly. Uh, they're going to be doing, or Dave Carew is putting together a, a meeting like they did, uh, I think like a little, maybe a year ago, maybe a little less than a year ago. They're doing a meeting for new hirees, uh, guys with two years or under, people that are working, basically the Tuesday through Saturday uh, workforce. And they hold them on Mondays. And they'll be doing one Monday, March 30th, and it will be from 12 to 3 p.m., uh, it's at the VFW Hall, 1012 Park Boulevard, Massapequa Park, New York. If you want to go to this, I suggest you hit up Dave Carew or one of the uh, other stewards there. Uh, let them know so that they can put you in. And, you know, it's basically like an RSVP thing. I'm pretty sure space is limited. So, you know, or even if space don't is not limited. Don't wait the last minute. Yeah, yeah. don't I just show up. A, I want to give a shout out to Dave Carew for uh, teaching those uh, part, uh, those preload guys how to drive a stick. A stick. Yeah. So yep. big ups to him, man. Yep, big ups are uh, Dave Carew taking time out on uh, Saturday to help his uh, the guys get learn how to drive a stick. It's very important for us to help each other out. Shout out to Jamie Haynes, who's also done the same at, at Foster Avenue, spent the... Uh, 
a weekend or so and uh, help some of the guys. I remember him. You uh, taught them how to ride stick or your stick? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I know what it can. Come on, let's keep it PG, man. PG, come on. This is the what the heck show. The what the, what fuck? the heck? Whoa. You guys whoa. are making me. The language, my virgin ears. <laughs> you guys are fucking. Uh, uh, you guys are making. Yeah, uh, exactly. Exactly. You guys are making me fall off this shit. <laughs> Joe, Joe, if you're trying to call us, uh, do me a favor. Call the number 347-403-0705. This way you go right through our uh, phone line so we can put you on the line, brother. Uh, my brother Dave, I believe my brother Joe Doherty is trying to call in right now. Another topic that we need to discuss that is happening, I'm quite sure it's happening all over. It happens every year, normally between January and July. They start OJSing people. We have a phone call, guys. That's my brother Joe Doherty. Brother Joe, Tony, your host speaking. I know it's you, man. Joe, you're on the air. Joe going one. Joe. Joe going two. Hello. Joe. Hello. Did we lose him? Joe, you there? All right, while we get... Until we wait to get Joe. I think he's calling back. I hear something beeping. No, that was him hanging out. Okay. Joe, try again. Uh, This time, whatever you're listening to us on, cut it off because you're going to have trouble trying to hear us because there's a delay. Yeah, he's calling me now. All right. Joe? Joe, are you there? Hello? We're having difficulties with the phone lines. What? So until we get to Joe, I guess we'll speak about the OJSs. You know, Hello? We on, um, I don't know if you're on Facebook or whatever, We, but you can also go to the union website. They also have questionnaires or pamphlets that you can use to help you prepare for your OJS, to tell you the do's and don'ts of an OJS. So that's something that you might want to go look into because everybody is get, everyone is getting OJS right now. And some people have sad faces, some have smiley faces, but you need to, you need to download or look at those documents and they can, also, they can only help you during your OJS, you know. And also speak to your shop steward before you go out on your OJS. Or call them up and ask them, you know, what's supposed to be done and what's not supposed to be done. Because a lot of people are new and they they have no idea what an OJS is. So that's something that you need to do. Speak to your shop steward. Even if you're not getting OJS. So that way you'll know beforehand for when someone does get on the call with you. You'll know exactly what to do. Joe's back. Joe, can you hear us now? Joe? I don't know what's going on, guys. All right, keep talking, man. Hello? The show is not over. What's going on? Oh, my God. All right. Uh, We lost Joe. Joe, give us a minute. I think we're having an issue with the phone. It's all uh, our producer's fault. Mr. Fortis is having technical difficulties back there. Hector, get on your game, pal. Um, As Jamie was saying, OJS is. It's a hot topic. You guys know. They're doing this. They always do this. I started actually a little earlier this year. 
uh, the company. I guess we had a a, a nice somber winter. It was and right after peak. Yeah, soon usually they take a little long, peak. right? Because you know it gets we get snow and it messes everything up. So there's no snow and they they want it. Safety wise, everything. So you have, you have to be prepared. So there is a um, there is a questionnaire that you guys can get. Uh, you can download it through the the the, the union website. The union website. Team or Stu you can go on Facebook and it's it's in it's in one of those Facebook pages. Okay. All right. You you get do you do you have it on the local eight oh four page? It's on there. You have it's, it on the files? It's in the announcement in the announcement section. All right. So then you could copy them and download them. Some stewards already have the paper. They probably make copies of it and are handing them out. It's good for you to have with you. Where's my phone? There we are. I All hear right, you there we go. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Joe? Yeah, no, nothing much, man. Nothing much. I just wanted to um, say about the um, about the March thirtieth meeting. Yeah. Um, we got we, we we got a lot of we got a lot of positive feedback on that. We got about um, from Uniondale. We have at least ten guys coming. We have three guys that just made book that just put their papers in that are coming. Nice. Because you know what the thing is, we we need these people to to, to know what's going on. We've had a lot of problems in Uniondale with um, people getting walked off, people making friends with supervisors and, and, and not doing the right thing. Um, we just had a guy walked off over covering up an accident. We had a guy walked off about a, a DWI. Um, that You know what the thing is? They, they told supervisors and they were told, oh, everything's okay. And then all of a sudden they're walked off the job and things like that. So... Um, this, this, this meeting on March 30th, I've, I've taken, I've taken special interest in this and I really want to through Shane Devine and Frank Whalen and myself have been really involved in this because we want the young guys to know that this is, this is something that they need to come to stop going home, stop doing the wrong thing. Stop thinking they, these guys are your friends because we've had a lot of people walked out of Uniondale recently, you know? Right. Well, I could tell you off the back, uh, Dave Carew, he, he does a really good job putting those together. And um, they're going to make sure that your guys get the education they need. You having their back, I'm sure you'll be doing a good job yourself of continuing the information flowing. And uh, that's how we work together, you know. You can't, you can't just yeah. tell your, your management personnel. You also need to tell your shop steward. Your shop steward. 100%. Your shop steward is, is your first line of defense. So that way, if they say that you never told them, guess what? Your shop steward know you told them, and I'm quite sure they're keeping documentation too. I and mean, you also need to get a book and keep documentation too of the time, the day, and everything that goes on, not just when you get into an accident, everything that happened day to day, anything out of the ordinary, you jot it down, who you speak to, what you said, what time, whatever. There's yeah. no reason why you shouldn't yeah, Jing, be keeping it. Yeah, Jing, you're absolutely right because it's very important because I have a little book that I keep on me um, that I write everything down on. I just had a discussion with a, with a uh, with a management personnel that I found right. out was, was, was doing some stuff during Saturdays, and I'm like, hey, listen, here's your here's your last chance. Right. This is your last chance. And if, if you do it again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put in the paperwork, and it's going to be right. easy. And you know what the thing is? When you give them a chance, and then you put in the paperwork, it's an easy decision for labor. But at the same time, listen, we've had, we had a guy in, um, in, I think it was Oceanside or Mitchell Field, said the wrong thing during OJS. Mm -hmm. they, let him get, they let him get to him. 
and now all of a sudden that guy was walked off the job hoping to get his job back. It's one of those things where we need to stay informed as to what we should be doing. And uh, once we're informed and once our shop store is informed, that's, that's a really important thing you said, Jamie. Right. A lot of people think, a lot of people think, oh, but I told my shop, oh, oh but I, I told my manager. told my manager, yep. And that's well, it. Once they, they feel, once they tell their manager or supervisor, that's it. They don't need to tell anyone else. And that's where they're no, wrong. You have to let another person know which should be your shop steward. Yes. At yeah, because, time. you know, if your shop if your shop steward doesn't know, then he, once he's out of the know, then he he's going to come into a conversation that he doesn't know anything about. But if he knows off the bat, then he's going to come in informed and all the rest to protect you. He's better once equipped. once you tell your manager. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I just wanted to say that March 30th, um, I have three guys that just made book. I want to make sure that the new members are informed so that they never find themselves in that position. So it's very important that we get the new guys that just put in their paperwork. It's one of those things where if you don't know what you're signing up for, then the onus is on us to make sure they know what they're signing up for. You know what I mean? Well, at least you're giving, at least you're going to, you know, you're holding a class to give the people, everyone the information, you know, no one can never say, that no one tried to help us, or no one is, no nobody is. No, the information is out there. You got people from every every part of local 804, every Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, everybody, Long Island. Everyone is trying to help people, but if people don't come, what can we do? We're trying our best. So you can never say that nobody is trying to help us. There's people out here trying to yeah. help. Like the famous line says, "You could lead the horse to water, but you can't make him drink." Damn, I was just gonna say that. You our own business right agent yeah. Louis Barbone no, says, that, "I'm going to drink this water." <laughs> Here's the thing, and I, I always say, "You can't fix stupid." No, you can't fix so stupid. We have to make we we can't we have to make sure that whatever we do is to help everyone, and then after that, unfortunately. You know, they got to learn themselves. You got to right. be able to educate yourself and all the rest. But I just wanted to add that March 30th, um, if everyone can spread the word that this is, it's important. And uh, yeah, we're helping. We're definitely helping spread that that word. Don't you worry about it, Joe. We got yeah. you guys. I, I, lo- I love that about you. All right, guys. Have a great night. I'll <laughs> well, keep listening. All right. All right, well, brother. Well, be- well, being that Joe spoke about guys, people making book. Hopefully, some of the part timers from the inside that are going full-time as 22-4s. Hopefully they're listening because this is very important. You guys have to keep track of the days that you work. Once you go to the class to become a 22-4, every day after when you get to that building that you work, whether you work as a helper, I don't care what you work as, you're entitled to that day. You mark it down that you worked as a 22-4. So that way, when you get your 40 out of 70, try to get 50. Go for 50. Once you get to 50, then you bring it to the attention of your shop steward because they're trying to deny people that they're not doing their 40 because a lot of guys guys and gals are not keeping track of their days. You have to keep... I, I spoke... I'll give you a story. It's, it's so funny. I spoke... I asked a guy that from the outside that was trying to make book mm-hmm. as a 22-4. I said, are you keeping track of your days? He told me he, he keeps it in his brain. 
<laughs> Seriously, he yeah, keeps it in his brain. It in his brain. Oh, he must have so one I of those uh, him, so super. So I said, "How many brains? days do you have?" He said, "I don't know." But I said, "You keep it in your brain. Where was it at? Can you show proof that?" <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just too funny. That's what he sounded like. Do it again, Hector. Do it again. That's what he sounded like. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it right here. <laughs> so until today, he really doesn't know how many days he have. I'm I'm like, you got to be kidding me. He might not know the days, Jamie, but he can always go back on his paychecks and find out how many days he has as well. So but you want to know you want to know that. something that's hard about that? I mean, you can to a certain extent. Because let's say, for instance, a lot of them are not paid guaranteed eight hours. So if they're not paid guaranteed eight hours, let's say if they work five days and they only work yeah. four. If they work five days, but they only work four hours a day, that's 20 hours. So you're going to see 20 hours as if that's only two days or three days. But they might have worked five days. Yeah. It's That's hard. Yeah. So you have to keep track Here's of how thing. many days you work because a lot of yeah. them are not paying, they're not guaranteed the eight hours. Some days they might put in a guarantee eight. Yeah. Who knows? But if they don't, you will never know. Bottom line, Joe, <laughs> bottom line, Joe, is make sure these guys keep track of their days. Not the hours they're working, yeah. but the days they're coming to work. All right. Yes. And here's the thing: there needs there needs to be there needs to be like I understand that the shop steward can't be very involved with trainees, but there needs to be someone that's delegated. I don't care if it's me in a center or I if totally it's agree that's, with you. That's just that's just taking interest into telling. Well, it should be the safety it, committee. It should be a shop steward. Well, that's it the glory of it, though, steward. Jamie. That's the glory of it because right. as a chief steward. You're allowed to have as many stewards right. alternate as you need. And if right. you need to assign a, a steward just to help you delegate, I, I, delegate your, your issues, like you can have a steward dealing and working with grievances. You can have a steward right. that's going to come in on, on Saturday and deal with your 22 fours. Right. You could have, you know, delegate a, a steward to make sure they take track of those guys' hours. And, and, and then have a steward that just works on making these guys proactive. Because at the end of the day, it's not our job to do everything as stewards. You as a member have to be proactive. You as a member have to learn but as well. But you want that it's, member to be a shop steward. You can't just be a regular member keeping track of doing this on their own. They should be a shop steward. Make them a shop steward, and that should be their designated job. That's what I said at the meeting. There should be someone designated for that, but they have to be a shop. Make them a shop steward, and that's their job, and that's all they do. That's all. It's so simple. Well, I I agree, and I disagree with you in the sense that you say they have to be a shop steward. It's it should be a shop steward because then you're covered. Why are you doing this? Why are you, you're covered? You have the protection of what a shop steward has. You need that protection. Yes. In no, that sense, yeah, saying, but, but you still have to time, make these members member, right. Every every member needs to step up to make this union great. You Absolutely. know what I mean? I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But you need, you need somebody designated and watching that. Somebody needs to watch yeah. that because shop stewards has so much going. The 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 head shop steward has so much going on. You know, yeah. he, he or she can't watch everything. So somebody no, should be I, designated yeah. to that one that one job. Uh, Joe, I want to yeah. give a big shout out to you, uh, Frank Whalen and Shane Devine for helping Dave Carew get this VFW thing together. Uh, Dave Carew wants to make sure that that you guys, uh, he just wants to thank you guys for all the work that you guys been putting in. So shout out to Dave Carew and all you guys for putting together this VFW Hold thing. On. For, uh, Go ahead. 
for these members uh for these members uh, uh tuesday to saturday guys it's very important and uh keep doing what you're doing all right my brother i want to say something real quick about the ojs's can i say something because louis barbone what joe who's laughing in yeah. the background oh sorry i got my family we're going to the mall <laughs> oh no, that's fine uh lou barbone <laughs> says the company has told him that they feel they can't beat uh, them at panel because of the product uh, on production cases and and they haven't been able to win on production cases that they, they're just basically throwing them out, out out at this point because they got nothing when it comes to production so what Lou is saying that they're gonna try to bring members to panel for methods and procedures on the OJS mm. it is rampant right now in in his buildings so keep an eye out for that because at the you know you guys when you're out there working and you're being OJS um, using your methods and procedures is what's—it's basically helping you. So use your methods and procedures. You know, every second, every minute of that ride, you, you're not gonna beat them on minutes. You're gonna beat them on seconds, and it's every second that it takes for you to use your methods, use the procedures that you've been taught. You know, to do your job to the best of your ability. And uh, you know, as long as you keep working that way, I mean, the, 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 as, and don't the, just do it doing the OJS. Yeah, this is the <laughs> way you should be working continuously. If you're working that way, you got to continue to work that way. That's the that should be your normal way of working. Yeah, you know, just that, remember, like they might be out there. They might have been following you days before, weeks before your OJS, mm -hmm. just to see what you do or how you do it. And now you try to change it up doing it. No, this should be your everyday your everyday work work methods. And it's important that, like, if they if they change your route during an OJS or a, or a supervisor holds the door or a supervisor points out a package, that's 30, 40 seconds out of your day that you might have spent looking for that package or, or trying to hold the door and things like that. So we, you got to be careful with that stuff. Once that stuff is done, that OJS is over. You know, they can't point out packages to you. They can't, they can't hold doors for you. They can't. They can't help you in any way during the day because you have no idea what, what what effect that will have on your day. So it's important those things too, you know. We have to know those things. <laughs> oh, man, I, I'm reading some. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm reading some of these. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jamie, uh, my buddy over in Florida, says that you should have a steward designated to make sure you have orange juice and apple crumb cake. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, uh, Ray Mathers is saying that they at least need a steward to show up on Saturdays over there. Uh, you know, you what you guys got to do over there is speak to your chief steward and see if there's a 22-4 or somebody who's working Tuesday to Friday who's an invested member who's a who's, who's been advocating for the union and who can show who's going to be there on Saturdays and show up. It's not that hard, man. It's all he's got to do is find a guy that he could depend on. You know, so you guys got to if, if you're the guy doing Tuesdays to Saturday, Ray, you might want to look into it because I know you're invested, man. I know you care. All right. You've done things already in, in your short time with the company that has left us all in, in awe. And Joe Doherty, too, man. Joe Doherty, you've been doing your thing. So you guys know what you got to do out there to keep the uh, going. We got another call coming in. Who's that? You're on Union Power Radio. Who's calling in? Is it John? Hey, what's up? That's Louis Barbone, the business agent. What's going on, brand new daddy? How's it going? How's the baby? <laughs> good, very good. Gaining weight. Gaining weight, getting healthy, right? Yes, sir. God bless, brother. God bless. So, what's going on with these panel cases? Uh, I just wanted to touch on this OGS because, at least in my two buildings, and speaking to some of the other business agents, it seems that they're um, they're going for methods and procedures. 
I had a couple of hearings last week, and um, I thought for sure they were going to be talking about production, and they didn't touch on production at all, even though they had uh, they had some production issues in these cases. Um, they just it's the old I haven't seen this happen in the last couple of years, but it's it, it did happen in the past. They're writing drivers up for 200 infractions each day of the OJSs. And it's some of it's stupid, stupid minor infractions such as hogging the horn or calling out UPS at stops. But they're stacking the infractions and they're stacking the discharges so they can bring people to panel for message and procedures and try to win that way. Um, and it, it will probably, it, it seems like they are targeting people that might have a production, what they consider a production problem, and they're trying to attack them in a different way because they don't think they can beat us on straight-up production. Can so they're kind of changing the way they're doing it. And, the um, and you know, we just have to be smarter and combat what they're doing. Can you give us an example of the methods and procedures they're, they're trying to attack us with? It's basically probably the DOK, so, right? No? The, the, no, not yeah. the DOK. The DOK is not in our... It's not in our contract, so you know yeah, you don't have you know it's, it's good to know, but you don't have to know it. So for the listeners so out there, like, what like are I said, like they'll write you up thirty times for not calling out UPS, twenty times for not honking the horn when you stop the truck, ten You're times not for to honk smooth, the horn, smooth car routine, ten times for touching packages repetitively, um, and then they, you know they'll they'll bundle it all up. And they'll call it job, job sabotage or OJS sabotage. Wow. And, um, like, you're delaying the job. But in New York, so you're, not, you're not supposed to honk your horn at all unless you're in a hazardous situation. Correct. That's the law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's New York State law. Nice. I hope they put that down then so that we could just I would be like... like I, uh, I would like to, that happen one time that they beep the horn and the cops pull cop them over you. and give them a ticket for noise pollution yeah. or whatever it is. That's the law. That's when they'll stop doing that shit. But and then, as far as touching packages, you have to touch them more than once because by the time you pull off out of the bay or wherever you're pulling off from, and you hit a bump, that's it. Everything is going over. But you gotta keep touching well, packages the, to find the, one package. You know, the, part of the problem is is that the, I would say almost every driver, if not every driver, the, the 340 message has never been like they've never been given a packet so they can read it and know the 340 messages. I mean, each stop has 340 messages. It's just, it's out of control. So automatically just not knowing some of them where they can probably write anyone up for whatever they feel they, that you're not following. It's, it's just too much. And they know that. And most of the supervisors don't even know the 340 methods. It's, it's just, it's out of control. The 340 methods. Do you have, is it on the, the union website? I don't believe so. Maybe, maybe that's something we need to copy. I know it's on in the um the the eight oh the local eight oh four Facebook group. I know somebody posted in there. So maybe we probably need to get it onto the the union website so everybody can see it. So you can, can you remember three hundred and fifty? I don't. I don't even know three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, you know, so you can imagine the management. They they don't even know the DOK. They don't know the the methods. They just writing shit down that as they see it. Yeah. You know, and that's what's that's this the. This is why this is this is why it's important to go to go to the to parking lot meetings, to go to the general mm-hmm. membership meetings, to listen to your stewards because totally. you need to you need to have the knowledge and you need to be in communication with them. Just just last week in one of my buildings, 
a younger driver who got a route came to me and told me that he got OGS two weeks ago, and the steward was with me. They didn't review his ride. The steward had no idea he got he got his OJS. I started asking questions. They pointed to boxes. They gave him directions. They they assisted him throughout the whole the whole three days. They didn't review the ride because they beat him for like three stops an hour. I ex I you know I'm if you know me you know that I don't I don't I'm a little rough around the edges. I said to him, I've never seen you at one parking lot meeting that I've held. I've never seen you at a general membership meeting. I said, you think that if you would have listened to me when I was your steward, it was my old center. You think that if you would have listened to me when I was your steward and you listened to me as a business agent, you would have handled this OJS and done a little better and maybe grieved it, told your steward what was going on. Mm. And, you know, he he said yes, but, I mean, it's, it's hard to, to, to get through to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. What we're getting lately is uh, a lot of guys that are getting into trouble that never believed in the union is now uh, believing in the union that we're saving jobs and, uh, you know, we're telling them what the union rules are. And, and now they listening to the union. They don't come to. I mean, there's plenty of guys that I ask that when they in trouble and they like worry about losing their job and this and that. I asked them, you know, have you ever attended a union meeting? And the answer is no. But it, should, it shouldn't have to take. I know it always takes for them to get into some sort of trouble, but it shouldn't have to. Exactly. Take Not always, but definitely a majority trouble, of the time, know? for sure. <clears throat> wow. Uh, that's crazy. I think so. Right now, I think that's really that's really one of the hottest things that's going on right now. I think that the the, the OJS craze. The OJS craze. About now. Yeah, that's why I'm telling the, the the members that uh you guys have put together that that great list. Questionnaire. The, that questionnaire. Yeah. And every member that's being OJS should have a copy of that and just follow it. Just follow it. Make, mm -hmm. make sure you answer all those questions. And, you know, don't do it while you're uh, obviously while you're working. But when you have your lunch break, go over it. After the ride is over, go over it and, you know, write down and jot down everything that happened, you know, little by little. That's it. Joan just yeah. sent me the 340 methods. I'll send it to you. No way. Did she really? <laughs> yeah, she did. Oh, Joan, you are the best. So you know it's important to to when you're when you're on your lunch break to take down notes of what happened the first half of the day, and then as soon as you punch out, I always tell it, well, my guys. I always tell them as soon as you punch out, don't even waste any time. Write down what happened the second half of the day when it's still fresh in your head. Do that every day, and then you know put it together and grieve the ride, and grieve everything that you felt that they instructed you to do that was unsafe, or anything they instructed you to do to falsify. Or, or harassment, whatever the case is, everything and anything, put it on paper so it's memorialized. Right. And when if it comes to it at the end, we have all the ammunition we need. But that, but that's what I tell people every day: get a book. You should have. Mm -hmm. You should have a locker. Leave the book in your locker. Every day something unusual happens. Go to your locker, pull out the book, mm -hmm. write it down, write the date, the time, everything. Who spoke to you? What you? Write everything down. What was said to Leave you. it in your locker. You don't have uh, to take uh, do it Do what Jamie does. Take it to the toilet and take your shit and, it and read it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I call it the toilet book. <laughs> Our brother Ray Mavis says this is a hot topic. Stop cutting routes and sending people home that are running the fucking routes. Run, run the route. <laughs> well, yeah, that that's a big problem, too. They like to cut the routes. They put these runners on the routes. They're sending people home. You hear that in the background? That's a runner. 
So when you walk on somebody, they ask you to take work from somebody, and you hear him huffing and puffing like that, you know what he was doing all day. Because nobody should sound like this. <laughs> but they, they, they also have people, and this is another hot topic, taking off during the week and scheduled off so they can work on Saturday. Is that crazy? Yeah, especially if Monday they're not Friday Tuesday people, through Saturday. Monday through Friday members are taking off so they can work on Saturday. Yeah, it's sick. Because they're going to need Saturday it's cover. Sickening. It's That's sickening. crazy. Even when I go into buildings, yeah. I see guys walking out. Uh, and I was like, where are you going? Oh, I got something to do. So why did you come why, in? Well, yeah. You know, why did you come in? I have Antoine on the phone. Hold on. Oh, brother Antoine Andrews, you are on Union Power Radio. What's up, brothers? What's up? What's all going right, on, Antoine? All right. First of all, I want to thank everybody. You know, thank you guys, first of all, for that uh, beautiful tribute at the beginning of this uh, radio show. And, You're welcome, um, brother. Thank you. Um, on the behalf of the Andrews family, I would like to thank every 804 member, uh, every teamster like Joan, Elaine, and Richard Hooker, who has um, encouraged me in many ways and who have sent out their thoughts and prayers and support during these most difficult times in, in, my, in, in my life. Um, Friday and Saturday, we had a homegoing service. It was a beautiful ceremony for my mother. And... Um, not only did I receive receive support from my family and friends, but also, you know, in times of trouble and in dark hours, you know, this is this was a reflection of a brotherhood and sisterhood. And I like to thank um, everyone who showed up to my mother's service, the guys from my center, Fort Hamilton Center, Marine Park, Time Plaza, Ocean Hill. I like to thank Vinny Perone. I like to thank Raul, Cintron, Cohen, Hector, Rocky and Rocky Webster. So many different people. My boy Sean. And the support was overwhelming. And again, like I said, it was, it was a reflection of brother and sisterhood. And I truly, truly appreciate everyone during this difficult time in my life. Brothers. You're welcome, brother. Andrew. You're welcome, brother. That's what brothers do from one another. Yeah. An injury to one is an injury to all, my brother. Yeah, and you know, Jamie, Jamie, you've been there for me. Uh, Rosario, I appreciate you very much for all that you have done and your encouraging words that you shared with me yesterday. And um, you know, it helps me do these difficult times, and you know, I can't express it enough to say I thank you for my, for me and, and my family. Brother, that's what we're here for, man. That's why we're here. Was it one call on or two calls? I know it was Antoine. Was somebody else on there? It was a couple of people I know. on. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, uh, we want to give a shout out to Antoine Andrews and his family and everything they're going through. And he just uh, called up and he thanked everybody for all the support he received. And, uh, you know. Uh, Are you guys listening? Cause I, I can't I'm hear, hearing like I, a. I can't hear shit. Something's going on here. I'm getting feedback. Hello? All right, go ahead. You good? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you want to speak about the panel? I think there was four cases this week. I think it was two days. Two days of panel, four cases. I think the the local one, three of the cases, one of the cases on the first day, I believe, was postponed. And then they had a second day case. There was only one case on the second day, if I'm... I'm not sure. Was there only one case the second day? The second day was two cases. The second day was two cases. Which uh, we could talk about. Uh, we were uh, deadlocked on the second case on a three-day suspension. Three days. 
due to the fact and do you want to I don't know. I don't know. I was there. So. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the two cases, this is how stupid they're bringing up cases to uh 804 uh, panel now. They they are looking for anything little uh, to bring up to the panel. There are one-day suspension they brought up to the panel, and they brought a three-day suspension. The one-day suspension, uh, we won. Uh, the guy got a warning letter for it. Uh, and the Second one was uh, deadlocked due to the fact that they called the point of order for a document that they sent to the union hall. And when we went to present the document, they uh, did a point of order. And if anyone knows a point of order, that means they could stop the information until the executive session uh, agrees to that uh, document. Now, in our contract, it says any document that the person's not there, you have to have a notarized letter. But this document was sent by the company. Uh, to the union hall as evidence and we couldn't get we couldn't we at the union hall can't take a supervisor out to go get this letter notarized so that's what they did the point of order so it, it got real crazy with that point of order because the point of order, you know the executive accession they 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 want the letter to go through the company doesn't want the letter to go through and that letter had a lot to do with the suspension because it was two different stories from two different supervisors Mm. So that's why they didn't want to let that letter go through, and they did their uh, point of order. And then, uh, has, has that is that the first time something like that happened? Mm, point of order? No, I've never, no, it never it never happened like the way it happened now. I mean, it was like a long point of order; it's like three hours. And then, uh, what the company wanted to do is to send that point of order to the arbitrator to rule if the letter goes through or not. So the, the the union, we had a problem with that because we didn't want the the <laughs> arbitrator to make that ruling because it could have been a bad ruling. could have been, you know, for all the other, other okay. panel cases, right. the principal. So we said, as we allowed to, if they have the uh, arbitrator rule on that document, then we were going to call a point of order on that ruling. So it was going to just hell up the whole right. case. For a three-day suspension, this is not, you know, even a discharge. So we went back and forth, back and forth, and it was deadlocked. So now the case haven't been heard. But the problem is this. The following day, when the guy went back to work, they upheld his suspension and put him out for three days. For three days. Which now they're breaking the grievance procedures. Right. So we're so doing... They did it without... Yeah, without, so now, so now we're doing... Now we're doing... Oh, wait. Lou could talk about that, too. Hold on. Let's see if we could get Lou. Hello? Lou. Yeah. Okay. I'm, having, I'm having problems with these phones. I had a uh, mix. If Andrew, if Andrew and uh, Antoine wants to call back, I think it's got it fixed now. Okay. All right, go ahead. Can, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, okay. You guys were just talking about the um, the point of order? Yeah. Yeah, the other reason why we didn't want the, we didn't want the company to get their way and have the arbitrator hear it that day was because the point of order we we said was was a contract issue, so we weren't there for contract uh, contract uh, panel. We were there for for terminations and suspensions. Right. So we thought that an arbitrator should hear it when we're hearing contract cases. Okay. So and that yeah it was a it was a mess it was a mess. They're, they're like just like the OJSs, they're looking for ways to start beating us a panel because we're beating them so much. Um, I believe the last two months was nine out of 11 we've won. Um, okay. So they, they want to, they want to try to hinder us 
from using evidence in the, in, in the lower-level hearings at panel. They want us to get uh, notarized signatures from their people, which is impossible. So if, if <laughs> there's notes weird. or something that's memorialized in one of these hearings and they don't bring the supervisor down to the panel case, we can't use that evidence in the case to, to defend our member, which is ridiculous. Wow. That, that, I've never heard of that, but that's, wow, that's, that's interesting. It was very yeah. interesting, believe me. Wow. <laughs> it was a three-hour interesting thing. So and, what, the, so and, the the company, and the company was pissed off. You know, oh, yeah. we have we have our rights as union. Also, right. they don't have all the rights. Right. You know, we have a contract that we that they will go on by, especially with the notary. But you know, we had a right because the company sent us that right. that information, right. and we use it to defend the members. And when we went to use it, because it was two different stories from an observation, they didn't want to use it. All of a sudden, oh, you know, oh, it's not, it's not notarized. How are we gonna go and get a supervisor out of work to bring him out bring to him get out notarized? Again. They know we can't well, do that, so that's why you know they'll say that. So what? So the case is is the case over with, or is the case postponed? No, or now it gets better. <laughs> Dave, Car Dave Car <laughs> saying you can't cross-examine a document. What? Dave Carew saying you can't cross-examine a document. <laughs> you have to have the individual there. But they, they're saying that they want you not even, they just want to want you to get the supervisor and take them to the notary to get a notarized. And the supervisor yeah, is not yeah, going to agree right, to exactly, that. Exactly, so. which is impossible. <laughs> He's not going to agree to that, so come on. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, I could tell you right off the back at uh, Forster Avenue, we got a couple of guys back that I'm telling you, uh, I don't know uh, oh, uh, if Dave worked on guy, some of those. Yeah, there, was, there was one guy, um, one driver the first day. I presented the case for the driver. He got his job back. Yeah, he should have been back to work this week. Yep. I saw him for the first time and I was like, whoa, man. He's a good kid, man. He's a good kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got it. You got a couple. You got a well at panel. You know, we're getting everybody back, but unfortunately, Forster Avenue losing a lot of management personnel. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, as it goes. We actually oh, lost man. another supervisor in Melville on Friday, too. Oh, oh wow. wow. You're losing a lot. I saw, him, I saw him getting walked out by LP, and Whoa. I'm like, oh, is he getting walked out? So I followed them. I'm like, maybe not. They So the LP guy came back. In without him and a handful of uniforms, I just started cracking up. Wow, <laughs> wow, yeah. I watched a similar thing happen at Forster Avenue on Friday. It was like a lot of back and forth with this one particular dude, and I'm like, uh oh, something's going down. And then next <clears throat> you know, he's hasta la vista. And the pressure must be really on because one of the uh center managers, uh, from what I'm hearing, also had a stroke. So, not that that's good. Okay. I don't wish I don't wish that kind of thing on anybody. And I apologize for laughing because I, I you know, listen, at the end of the day, they're people. I don't want to see people lose their jobs. But you know what? A lot of uh, our union members have lost their jobs for for doing things so I, i'm kind of happy to see it's starting to feel like a two-way street where they're being held accountable for doing things like lying right. and falsifying things because exactly. that's what our guys go down for and it doesn't take weeks for our guys to get caught usually the video footage is on deck 
whatever they need the documentation is right there available and they're walked there's no question about it but when it's them it takes longer it's like weeks mm -hmm. and weeks of investigation oh we can't find the video footage it's always something it's always know? weird that whenever it's about a member they can always get the footage from that video oh, yeah. but whenever it's a management personnel yeah. They can't find. They the can't footage, find the footage. But it's the same camera that they're using. Yeah, it just it's, so it's, happens it's it wasn't working at that particular a few minutes at that particular day. But you know it works all year round. But uh, yeah, we we couldn't find so, it. So something like that, maybe 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 that's going to come up at the next general membership meeting. How how can we go about getting footage, certain footage that we need to cover ourselves? Depending on type, what type of situation yeah, we're having, is there a way if we need it that when they just tell us they don't have the footage, is there a way we can subpoena the footage? Like, how dare they? All of a sudden, they can't find it for us, but when it's one of them, uh, it, it, when it's one of our guys that's on the line, it apparently appears like real quick. But when it's one of them on the line, uh, they can't find the footage. Is there any way we could like? This, I mean, you know, they're lying. There's no way that that just so happens that they can't find the footage. You know what I mean? Well, so. you can you can you can put in you can submit an official information request oh, for the footage, absolutely. and then and then if they don't give it to you, at least if it ever if something ever happens where where if there's a hearing or even a panel case, you can at least present the fact that you asked for it and they refuse to give it to you. Mm. I mean, you know, other than that, I mean, you can't really. I don't know if you can. Well, we well can that's a good that's to. a good one. That's 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 a good one. The information request. So I th think that's that's helpful. Yeah. That's a good start. <clears throat> Definitely yeah. a good start. Definitely. Thanks for that, Lou. Wow. I didn't I didn't even think about that. Wow. So the bed has did it again. He answered the good question. <laughs> the beard. The beard is back, baby. The beard is back. Uh, what's Dave Crew talking about here? Uh, Dave, I really wish you would join the chat because this back and forth is killing me. Notary affidavit, it becomes hearsay unless you cross-examine. Was it Gus again? Ask Josh that in Chicago. It opens up a huge windows. Uh, so so now let's move on to... Would you like to move on to the what's IBT? What's happening in the IBT world? Okay, so for those that don't know, and you guys know every week we try to give you and keep what, you informed what on what's going on with the IBT election, and we just made we just got privies to some information that there is a new... Uh, Sean O'Brien reached out to a new uh, person. His name is Tom Erickson. Uh, he's from Teamster Local 120, and he is going for the vice president for the central region. I don't know who the hell he is. I saw. That's well, why. So if you want to know a and little I, bit about I, him, and I know a lot of people in the IBT, and this guy Tom, what is it? Tom Erickson. Don't know who the fuck he is. What he done and what he's, you know. It, it seems to me that a lot of officers are coming onto this slate. A lot of them are jumping bandwagon and jumping right onto this uh, this slate. And, you know, it is what it is because this is what we have and this is all we have. And right. we can't really say anything. Uh, we don't have any other opportunities to uh, vote otherwise. Um, you know, a lot of people say they're going to they're going to what is it call that? Uh, bullet vote and which was that would be another fucking mistake if you bullet vote. Uh, because bullet voting will be just uh, officers, everybody. I mean, even though he's he's bringing in, wow, a lot of officers. 
Well, here's a little uh, fun fact about Tom Erickson. It says here he's a distinguished labor union leader and proud Teamster since 1983. Tom Erickson began his Teamster career working in a warehouse at Super Value in Minnesota. Uh, as an active union member, Tom held many positions, including committee member, steward, lead steward, and local 120 trustee and business agent, serving four consecutive terms. Uh, so, you know, I guess he was doing something right. So just for you guys listening, so you guys get a full list of so far all the names that we have. Again, we got Sean O'Brien, Teamster Local 25, candidate for general president. You guys need to Google him and get information on him. You can do just that. Look, Rosie just wrote, you need to read the charges that Fred filed against him last election about his cheats, his cheating Hmm. Mm, interesting. It is. It's, it's getting this. This is getting very, very interesting oh, wow. because, and this is what I say. You know, you know. I met Sean. Uh, he wasn't the 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 guy that you know that was was at that convention that he was going crazy and calling TDU motherfuckers and this and that and that and that. And now he has Fred behind him. He has a couple of people that uh, that I you know of course Vinny Perone is in there. Uh, well, let's go over some have, of the names. You we got, got Fred Zuckerman, obviously Teamster Local eighty nine candidate for General Secretary Treasurer. You got Rocco Callow, Teamster Local eleven fifty candidate for Vice President for the Eastern Region. You got Juan Campos, my guy out of Chicago, Teamsters Local seven hundred five candidate for Vice President at Large. You got Willie Ford that just was put on, I think, a week or two ago. Teamster Local 71, candidate for trustee. You got Bill Hamilton. We just went down to Philadelphia when they were playing the Rocky theme song for him. Teamster Local 107, candidate for vice president for the Eastern Region. Tony Jones, Teamster Local 413, candidate for vice president at large. John Palmer, Teamster Local 657, candidate for vice president at large. Matthew Tavy out of Providence, Rhode Island, our guy, Teamster Local 251, candidate for vice president for the Eastern Region. Brent Taylor, Teamster Local 745, candidate for vice president for the Southern Region. Let's talk about him. You want to talk about Brent? Yes, I want to talk about Brent. What do you got to say about Brent? I don't know him. So I, I went and looked it up, and he's only a vice president of his local, local whatever. Uh, they didn't even ask the principal officer to run with them. Why would they ask this guy Brent Johnson? And I, who is he? Is he another officer that's being added on? No, to no, this? no. You're talking about, talking about Thor, Thor, Johnson. Thor Johnson. Oh, we're not okay. up to him yet. So hold on. We'll hold that thought until we get to him. So we got Brent Taylor, Teamsters Local 745, candidate for vice president for the Southern Region. Avril Thompson, Teamsters Local 89, candidate for vice president for the Central Region. James Wright, Teamster Local 822, candidate for vice president at large. And here we go. Thor Johnson, Teamster Local 79, candidate for vice president of the Southern Region. So like you were saying, Hector, Thor is not the principal officer. What about uh, Great Fort or whatever his name, Ford? Uh, Willie Ford. W no, not Willie Ford, the other Ford. Uh, Greg? There's another uh, local Ford. Local 237 out of New York. Another officer. Oh, this one, Gregory Ford. Right yeah, here. Gregory Ford. There you go, Gregory Ford. Gregory Another Ford, uh, a president, local. Uh, strong Hoffa. Sanitation. No, he's the school and safety school, guy. That's, that's not sanitation. No, no, too? sanitation is uh, no sanitation is eight three one. Eight three one. He's okay. two three seven. Yeah, uh, very, very. This guy school was. Safety, New York. This guy was uh, officer to the fullest. 
and no doubt, no fucking doubt, he was a officer. He's a Jones, uh, George Roman, um, Mamander. Well, I don't know his name. The Miranda. Joint Council. They 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 were close together. I, I want to know what happened there. You know that he jumped ship from shot uh, Hoffer and from Joe from George Miranda. What's his name? Miranda. Miranda. There you go. They were they were close. They were close buddies in in the same slate. As, well, what uh, do you Hoffa. got for uh, Dan Kane Jr. at a Teamsters Local two hundred two candidate for trustee? Anybody that has a last name Kane is not my friend. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Well, uh, that's, that's Walter. Says, uh, that's Sean Walter. O'Brien should reach out to a brother yeah. named Hector Fortis for the no, slate. No, is he, is he, is, <laughs> no. Is that, no. Is that individual related I, to? I, the I would not accept the the offer because there's a lot of people there that I I'm just not liking. Is, right is now. that individual with the? I think you said the Even Kane. Though Walter, Walter Kane's brother is Walter Kane's brother. Oh wow! Yeah. Even though Hector, you'd be working alongside the great it's president okay. of Local Eight Hundred Four, Vincent Perone, candidate yes, for trustee. I, I could work with him all the time, but next to him, but but no, but knowing that that last <sighs> that's name late, in general, that's I knew this was gonna happen, bro. At the TDU convention, I knew it was going to happen, even though I'm not a TDU member and my vote don't count. But I was one of those two votes that said, wait till he puts his whole slate together to see what he we got. And they just went against everybody and just endorsed him right there and there. So I don't have a vote for TDU because I'm not a member. Right. So but I, I, I expressed myself that we should not endorse him until he has his team together. And you can see what's happening now. Exactly what I said it was going to happen is happening. Well, you got Vinny Perone as trustee now. And you got Greg Floyd, candidate for vice president at large. And again, now the new one that we just heard is Tomic, Tom Erickson. Uh, Teams to Local 120. Candidate for vice president for the central region. So for those listening, those are the candidates on the Sean O'Brien Oz slate. Um, you I guys can't wait to hear the uh, West Coast ones. <laughs> as you can see, Hector has some very strong opinions on some of these members. Uh, honestly, I'm uh, on the fence about a few of them. Because you uh, haven't been around the block with me. Right, right. You just got into the game. So, so you're, gonna, you, you, you're, you're into the game now. You should have been in the game when I was in the game, when that shit was happening. Uh, the but way I, they were degrading and 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 I, I, disrespecting us and right. and uh, holding us, you know, like we are pieces of shit. So, you know, people that's getting into the game now is not going to know this, right? Okay, if you experience what I experienced back then, you would know that these guys are pieces of shits. Right. This is all Hoffer people, and that's what I I, I knew it was going to happen. I had a feeling it was going to happen. That this slate was going to become a half Hoffa and half te- Teamsters United slate. I knew it. Dave Carew wants to know what we should do. But I, but I I I think in that situation, like I like I said before, I want to change. All, all these all the individuals going to do is, if you have the head coming out with a good platform, they're just going to follow what the head says because all they want to do is keep their job. Listen, I'm hoping for money. the. I'm hoping for they're, the best. They're not. They're not gonna do what Hoffa was doing with. This. If the head, if the head is Sean O'Brien, and, and if he's following what him and Zuckerman is doing good, and they're giving out the orders to do this, do that, do this, they're just gonna follow. Cause they're the main. Do you, thing, uh, main Jamie? Do you know Zuckerman? Do you know Fred Zuckerman? I don't know him. Okay. I just, I just, Did you know that before was, all this, uh-huh. he was a TDU hater? 
He didn't like TDU. He I've was, heard of that. Right. He was uh he he's a he wanted you know he was a officer sort of kinda. Same. But uh you know his license plate was TDU sucks right. on his license plate. So you know, but he crossed over and he opened a lot. He opened a lot of eyes. But the thing is, he, for crossed, reform. he crossed over for reform. Right. For reform. He crossed over and people started. Right. People gave him the chance. But he's a reform guy. Like he's gonna reform the. IBT. That's but, why he got so many. But let me ask you this: Did he become a reform after after Hoffa pushed through their contract during that last during that? He became break? a reform, and I'm believing this because this is what happened when I went to the IBT debate with him and Ken Hall. Mm-hmm. And Ken Hall said one key thing: You're not running against us because you want to run against. You're running against us because you hate the fact that we pushed you out of our camp. Okay, that he wanted to be a officer and they never let him. But the thing is that the the way I see Fred Zuckerman is a reform guy. He's only shown me that, that he's a reform guy. But having a non-reform guy running with him as the head guy, that's, you know. So so let, let me ask you, when did you see him as reform? Because I think a lot of people. In the people, campaign. I think a lot of, right. In the right campaign, now, listen because to this. before that, I know people, who was A lot of people consider him to be reformed only because he started speaking up against Hoffa once Hoffa pushed that contract through, which was mainly against their their local. And that's when he started speaking out against Hoffa. And then everybody started, oh, it's the same thing with Sean O'Brien. See, see when, we talk, when we start talking about the IBT, Tony, you see how the chatter gets up? Oh yeah, it's, so, it's the same this thing. Is with top Sean a- this is the top. This is the top. So you, you got to give Sean O'Brien the same the, the same platform as everybody gave Zuckerman. Zuckerman, it didn't. It seemed like Zuckerman got the platform overnight. Like every just because Hoffa went against him that one time, and then he started speaking about Hoffa. Everybody was right under Zuckerman. Everybody supported Zuckerman. So you got to give Sean O'Brien the same thing, and and these other people too. All these other guys want to do is continue to save their money. That's all it is. They're going to follow whatever the head says, no matter who the See, head this, is. This is the problem I'm having. Sean O'Brien is 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 with, together with, with Fred Zuckerman. The last election, six candidates got into the ex- executive uh, board with Fred Zuckerman slate. Now, I see he's he's bringing in little by little some of the guys, the six people that were elected into office, which is Sean Palmer, Tony Jones, Abel, uh, uh, Willie Ford. But we're, ha- we're missing the female, Kimberly Kim- Shokes. So why didn't he, if Fred Zuckerman is running with him, why he just didn't bring the six that's already there into his slate? So the reason is because he wants to put his peoples in those spots. Even though he already gave the other spots up, so I don't know how it's four spots, so two spots available. So it's a uh, so that's that's the question. If he's running with Fred, and he wants to bring his peoples in, he should have Fred bring his peoples in, right? So it could be equal. It could be equal, and then we can have someone that is going to support the reform party and right. whatever he's going to do, like Kimberly Schultz. That's what I said, Kimberly Schultz. She she's not in the mix yet. And why is that? She should be in the mix. Well, then I guess we got to advocate for her. We some, we what do you think of? Fred, we got to speak up to Fred Zuckerman. We got to reach out. Somebody got to reach out. What do you think him. we should do, Heck, in an instance like this? You got the Sean O'Brien oscillate. 
You got now half a handpicks Verma. I'm like, I don't even want to speak uh, about the other side. No. I, you know, this, this, we're going to stick with this yeah, Sean O'Brien. Listen, no, we, I'm not even. We allow we allowed to have our opinions. Right. As as, as individuals, we right. are allowed to have our opinions. You know, it's going to work out to be the isolate getting into office, the most definitely. But we we allowed to have our opinions. I'm not going to vote for the officer or whatever Steve. Blah, but blah, you got you, you still got to remember. This is bigger than just our company. What a I'm worried about. A lot, a lot of people thinking this is this 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 vote is just our company. It's other teamsters out there. So how are they doing with other teamsters? How are they doing sanitation? How are they doing with all these other? How are they doing with DHL? You know, they focus the focus on our company. It seems like our company mainly is is going for the honesty, but. We're not the only company. I know. It's a, it's How a, are they doing on the other It's 1.4 million yeah. Teamsters. That doesn't mean that it's... Are they reaching out to the other companies? Are they reaching out to Canada? Of course. Got to get Canada, dude, too. Dude, you don't understand. And what People are we doing in are the West? Jumping, are jumping the bandwagon of Hoffer as we speak. I went to that. When we went to Philadelphia, Tony. Oh, yeah. I remember. Guys that I fought for years. I fought for them. Mm-hmm. I fought... Against Fort them. Against so they're them, jumping yep. to the odds. They, they, they are jumping in. They're going to win. And they, Listen, they don't want to lose that. Do you believe? Ship. And they know it's going down. Do you believe they came up to me? Ship. They believe that they came up to me and, say, and said to me, ha-ha, we can't fight now. We're on the same side. Wow. I got so fucking pissed off. Like, I wanted to curse them out. But then, you know, now we're... It's just so fucking retarded how they jumping ship. Even Belly, Billy, Billy, Bibbob, Bob, whatever his name, Belly. They call him Belly. He's a half to. He was at the fucking uh, rally, at the Oz rally. Everyone is jumping ship because they know that Hoffa, he already announced that he's retiring. And there's no one else going to do that job. Their money. And Sean O'Brien is, is going to step into the. You know, I'm praying to God. to, to I'm praying for the teams to brothers and sisters out there, the 1.4 million, that. This slate changes this, this the way we are right now because the strongest union that we have right now is the Teamsters. Right. And, I, you know, like Vinny did with Local 804, changed it around, made 804 come back again. I want the Teamsters to come back again right. as a stronger well, we union. All do. And, and, and hopefully I'm praying that this is going to happen, that, you know, with Sean O'Brien and the other – these guys that are jumping on on the on the wagon that it's going to be a change change crew a, a different atmosphere they're going to care about the membership instead of their pockets and that's what i'm afraid of because these guys are jumping off the bandwagon cuz they don't want to lose that salary right so of course they want to keep that salary so they, of course they're going to kiss ass and and stay there well 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 then well well also maybe as far as trying to keep their salary when their position comes up Running for president and they're local or whatever, maybe you will have some people run against them for president or whatever position they hold at their their current local, such as you sent you were speaking about local two thirty seven. Have somebody run against them, somebody that's for the Listen, reform slate or whatever. I could just tell you, I know why they 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 pulling these guys into the slate. Votes. Twenty five thousand members. Yeah. Twelve thousand members. I see that. Eight thousand, you know. I see they, that. They they looking for, 
120, 12,000 members. So, I see that. you know, he's looking, he knows what he's doing. He's strategizing, you know, exactly. the votes, the way he's exactly. going to get, where he's going to get the most I, members. I, I, already, from. I already pictured that. So, but the thing is that. They still haven't picked anybody in the West, though. Oh, that's going to be so fucking funny. I mean, you know, I'm hearing, and this is like bullshit. I don't know if it's true or not, but. I think that guy, Mickey Mouse Herrera, is going to jump on, and that's going to be oh, funny wow. as hell. That I mean, it, that's the only bet he has in the West Coast because uh, that, that uh, Mickey Mouse Herrera, he has he has pull up there in the West Coast. So I, he, I don't know who else he's going to pull in the West Coast that would do any volume of, of voting in, in from, from that side. You know, I, I, they I, lost. I just, they lost all the guys that. Uh, 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 they lost Rosie. They lost Edgar. They lost all these guys that did all the petitions right. and and everything on the West Coast. They lost those people. So they you lost don't think even, even though they're they're so called officers now, and if they were to move over, that they can be changed to do for the better for the union or the the local. Listen, can you if a convicted murderer goes into jail for fifteen years, can you? change him by when he comes out that he's not going to commit a murder again yes you can some you could some you can't some you can't some you could yeah but you know i'm if hoping they, if, if they see the the future the better of the future in their eyes if they can see it then they'll change listen my my money's on on sean o'brien to change this this teamsters okay my opinions are strongly my opinions only Joni, hold on a second jonah lane there we go. Joni Lane, what's going hi, on? Hi, Tony. Hey, what's don't up? Don't say hi like that. I'm, don't, don't do that. <laughs> Jamie, you ain't, you ain't put a rig on it yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one, one carrot or two carrots, one you want. Whoa. Three. All right, three. You got it. I'm going to go out there and start, start looking there. I'm, yeah, I'm going to yeah, start making yeah. some of this overtime now. Tell them one month salary. All right, listen. Tell them one month salary. This is a radio show. You guys want to get a hotel afterwards? So I yeah, recommend yeah, yeah. Okay, All right. All right. Let's, let's, talk, let's talk about the Teamsters United. Let's do it, okay? girl. Because I'm with you, Hector. I'm with, you know that, right? You, you walked up to me and you said, when you said that to me, when I saw you here and you were like, Joan, every one of these fucking officers that make me sick are shaking my hand. And I was like, I know. I, they're... And I'm no, I'm going to go on record here. I'm no fan of Bill Hamilton, okay? And I'm not a fan of a lot of the people that they put on this slate. But I am a fan of Juan Campos. I am a fan of John Palmer. I am a fan of Matt Taby. I am a fan of Vincent Perron. So, but I'm still having my doubts because of the people that they're put, they continue to put on the slate. So... You know, like Rosie said in the chat, she's like, how do we know that he's just not going to be hot for 2.0? And that's my worst fear, too. I would how like Rosie, Rosie, Rosie should know? call up and debate this also. Or so, Edgar. like, how do we know he's... that he's not going to be hot for 2.0? We don't know that. But Jamie made a point during one of the radio shows where he said if he ends up not doing what he promised to do, he's not going to be as entrenched as Hoffa is, and it will be easier to get rid of him because no, we're going to have people – in power like the six vps that we have have no power right now none they no. have none they're they were fired from their jobs they have you know i mean hoffa fired john palmer the best organizer the ibt has ever seen and it's like shooting yourself in the foot that's not helping the ibt right now so 
to have John Palmer have a position of power as a vice president at large, you know what I'm saying? That's a big difference. So Sean O'Brien isn't going to be able to just fire him or keep him quiet or keep him on the sidelines. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, the same with Juan Campos. He's not going to be able to just keep him quiet and keep him on the sidelines. So, Hold on, I have, oh, I, this is going to be great. I have Rosie from Local 6-3 calling in. Hold on a second. All right. Rosie, how y'all doing? Hello? Hi, Rosie. Hey. What's up? How's it going? Introduce yourself because these guys, the rookie guys that are on the mic, they don't know who you are. Hey, Rosie, this hey, is Hey, this is Rosemary from Local 63. <laughs> All right, Rosie, pleasure to meet you. You got uh, your host, Tony and Jamie, here on the line. Hey, talk Rosie. Hey. Talk to us. Talk to us about this IBT. You, you, you hear this, Joan? Hey, Rosie. I, I got you. Hey, hey, Rosie. Hey. <laughs> Don't let ja Jamie's Jamie's trying to make me jealous. What's up, Rosie? Very, What's very going on on the West Coast Angry, over there? pissed off. We're, nobody out here is happy, man. We're... Look, we, you know what? Honestly, the out here in the West, we we've been fighting for over twenty years. We've been trying to get rid of all the corruption. We've been trying to get rid of. I ran against Local sixty three. These guys have ran against three ninety six. We they ran against one hundred four. We've had our guys fired. We we've been fighting against the corruption that is Hoffa and all of Hoffa's men for for and women Carla and freaking Carl stupid fucking Carla Schumann in one hundred four for years. So for us, we been we were taught the principles that all of these guys have to go, not just Hoffa. It's an it's an entire idealism that they teach. It's a mindset that they have taught, and it's it's a power thing that they they don't. Hoffa didn't just run the IBT. He keely put in people within the local. Like he would put KMAC that ran sixty three, and then he also had Joint Council forty two, and then he would be the VP at large, which would control the entire West. And then you would have Sean on his, over there where he had his, his local and then he had the joint council and then he had the, I, the, the VP position and he would control the East. And Hoffa did this in key positions throughout the entire nation and it would control everything because he controlled all the locals and he controlled the barns and he controlled the members. And this wasn't just him running the top. This was him controlling everything in the entire nation, all the way down to the members, with intimidation and threats and this in entire mindset. And it's supposed to just stop because Hoffa's gone. It's not going to stop. And this is our problem. Is that We were taught a principle. We were taught I, that these guys all have to go. And now we're being told, hang on, slow down, stop. No, we're going to bring them all together and we're now going to unite in a kumbaya fucking party <laughs> and we're going to get in bed with them and now unicorns and fucking rainbows are going to fart out of everybody's ass? No. No, fuck you, it's not. Kumbaya, my lord. Kumbaya. Yeah. talked about how he put people in key positions. Don't you think that putting people like John Palmer and Juan Campos in those positions now is a show of faith. Sure, but let me ask you a question. In the last three years, we've had six people. John Palmer's been in those positions. What the hell no, is he Hoffa let them do? He wasn't, he wasn't in a power position. He wasn't a vice president at large. So Sean... Oh, what's Sean the difference between a VP at large and a VP? Because, because a VP at large has more power. You just, you just said 
But hang on. If, but if the president doesn't allow the VP at large to do anything, what can they do? But if the president doesn't allow them to do anything, what can they do? He can't stop them. He can stop them from being. He can't. He can't stop them from being at large. This okay, but what can they do? Look, look, look! Right now, we have six people in office. What the hell have they done in the last and three years? And they vice presidents of certain regions. Okay, so okay, you know, I mean, they're not vice presidents at large. That's a better position. It's a more power position. And he's already named Campos and John Palmer as vice presidents at large. So, and I can't pretend to know the Constitution as well as anybody who's read it. I mean, I've read it, but I don't know everything, and I, I can't pretend. I'm not going to talk about what I don't know, and I don't know how all the procedures play out, but I know that I trust John Palmer. The question is – I, I don't say – I'm not saying that I don't trust John Palmer. I, I didn't say that. I'm saying – I don't – I'm not saying that I don't trust him either. This is why a lot of us out here are going to freaking bullet vote, okay? Wow. Because my thing is that if I don't, if I don't trust – if I don't trust Sean and I don't trust Bayarma and I don't trust Moore – then I have to say, okay, if I got a pick from three Hoffa guys, who's the best one for well, actually, us Rosie, in the it's a right lot now? more. It's a lot more than three. Huh? Uh, even our brother Edgar Escoval is on there. He says O'Brien, Rocco Callow, James Wright, Bill Hamilton, Dan Kane Jr., Thor Johnson, Brent Taylor, Greg Floyd, Rosie's and Tom Erickson are but we're, old. I'm just talking about the president. I'm oh, talking okay. about as the president, okay. okay? So if I'm talking about as the president for the West, okay. who's the best position right now What from what I'm seeing? I'm going to go with Viarma, and the only reason why really? is because Viarma, yes, and here's why. Really? Wait a minute. I got it, yes. And I, wait, wait, wait. I want to hear this on. one. Wait, don't hang up. Here's why. I'm going to. I'm going to, because they're all Hoffa corrupt fuckers. However, however, Viarma sits on my pension. Viarma sits on the board of you're my quick. pension. Okay, hang on. He said, okay, "Can I finish? Can I finish? John, can I finish? We have already had two bills, okay, and the last one was the Grow Act, and they tried to come after our pension. They tried to take forty percent of the, the the Western pension from us. They wanted to come after our pension to bail out." Everybody else says we cannot have anybody coming after our pension. I will fight to the death to be, to do whatever is possible to help any other failing pension. But the option is not coming after the Western pension. Slitting our throats to bail everybody else out will never be the answer. So for us in the West, if that means that I have to put a president in there who will fight to the death for our pension because he has just as much to lose as we do, then maybe that's the solution. Because I am very concerned about the pensions moving forward and having already having twice a bill come after us to take our pension scares the shit out of us. Because the president himself cannot actually come after our pension, but he can lobby to have a bill made to come after our pension. He can use drive money to have a bill supported to come after our pension. And that scares the shit out of us because the West is in 29 states and we are the only pension that is green. We are the only pension that has a 92% cure rating and we are the only pension that just went from 1.2% up to 1.5% and has a 20,000, a 20% bump this year for every single member. 
Well, yeah, that we are increasing right. right now. The central states and that scares is really the shit out of us. Yeah, they they might that want more you to build. Yeah. May try and be passed to come after us. So if I have to pick a president, I'm going to pick one who has just as much to lose in his pension as I do. Mm. So uh, Edgar asks, uh, who in the West Coast uh, Brian has Can to? I, wait, wait, wait! Can I respond to that? Sure. Yes, absolutely. I can't believe after all the noise you've made about Sean O'Brien being a officer, you are going to endorse Hoffa's handpicked successor. And okay. I wait, don't care. Wait, 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 wait. Nope. They're all officers. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got the floor now. Um, but this is who he picked to succeed him. Okay. And you want to talk about pensions? You think pensions aren't a problem across the country? You think I'm not supporting people who are trying to support? Have you supported the Butch Lewis Act, Rosie? Have you contacted yes. your congressman and told them to support yes. the Butch Lewis Act? So, yes, pensions are a problem across the country. And am I worried about my pension? Yes. But am I going to elect Hoffa 2.0 to protect my fucking pension? No fucking way. Mm. So that's no reason to endorse Barma. That's mm. just my two cents. That's that's and I get that for you, but you're not. Have, did you did you do anything to fight the Grow Act over here when we My were out here? Is already failing. I get it. Okay, I get it. But we've already had two bills that have tried to come after ours. Oh God forbid! So elect Hoffa. Uh, excuse me, God forbid? Are you kidding? Do you know what would happen if forty percent of our pension was taken from us? <laughs> it's happening. Across you're laughing. You're fucking laughing? I'm laughing. You're fucking laughing. Do you understand what you're doing? It is not funny that anybody loses their pension, Joe. No, you're absolutely It's not fucking funny. So coming after mine is not the solution to bailing out yours. It's everybody getting together and fighting. So yes, everybody out here in the West that I have contacted, that I talked to, my members, we have been fighting for the Butch Lewis Act. Don't think that I have not been over here fighting to bail yours out. That was the first thing I said. I said I would do anything to to help your guys' pension. But the answer is not slitting my throat in resolve to save yours. That doesn't make any sense. Nope, you're right. It doesn't. What, what the heck? All right, are you real quick. So don't come after ours. What, what Just because you see money. You go ahead. We're I'm saying it makes solidarity. How? Sisters, how? The they're, all they're all Hoffa. They're all Hoffa. You're picking from. You're picking from three different Hoffa guys. So if I'm sitting on the West and I'm worried about my pension, why would I not pick the one that's sitting on my pension board? No. I'm. How are they any better? I'm voting. So am I. So am I. So am I. For Juan Campos, okay. So am I. I'm voting for for Willie Ford. So am I. Are you going to be bullet, bullet voting? voting? Are you voting for but the slate, support, uh, Joan, or are you bullet gonna voting? Support, gonna We're bullet voting. Both of you are bullet voting? We're bullet voting. But why bullet vote? Yes, what is that really going to do? I am going to make a yes. But, but what is you the bullet vote going to do? I campaign out here. I'm going to make a flyer. I'm going to go into my barn, and I'm already teaching my members how to fucking bullet vote yeah then all you're doing you're you're just wasting your vote though that's that's the one thing that i i think there's too many slates for bullet bullet voting our elections are not designed 
For bullet exactly. voting, why don't people exactly. do that? Well, well, well I think bullet voting. Gun. I think you, bullet voting has merit only if it's there's two slaves. You want to put a bunch of hoffa people, but you tell me this is the one question I've been asking. If anybody can answer me this question, then you will convince me to slave vote. How? How? This is the one question I've been asking it's that nobody doesn't, Our election is, is not designed for bullet if voting. Vote, let's say I'm going to vote a slate, oh but gosh. hang on. How is it any different to vote in these Hoffa guys over these Hoffa guys? Everybody wants to tell me that Can this set of Hoffa people are better than these. But how? When three years ago, hang on, three years ago, we ran an entire slate against all of them and said they were all unfit to lead. That we for 20 years have said all of them are unfit to lead. But three years later, you're telling me that these Hoffa guys are better than these Hoffa guys. Why? But you they do have, you, but you have a fun. slate that's they not can. all Hoffa Wait. guys, right? What exactly? That's exactly. what we're trying to say. Exactly. So you you have you have Zuckerman that's supposed to that is more of the reform exactly. slate. First of all, and he's bringing some I wanna, of his I wanna, people I wanna, into the. Into I want to break everybody's cherry slate. right now. Look, I want to break it. Hold on, can I break everybody's cherry? Can I break everybody's cherry? I don't have a cherry. I don't have a cherry. Hello. Well, here, Rosie, I'm going to answer your. Oh man. When you don't vote a slate, when you bullet vote. All you're doing is ensuring that Borma's slate is going to win. That's what you're doing when you bullet vote, okay? You're ensuring that Hoffa's going to win re-election when you bullet vote. So whoever's Hi, Gina. slate is who you're going to help. Hi, elect. Gina. No, you're not. That's not actually, in case you didn't know, Joan, that's actually not true. Bullet votes are actually, in, in, in reality, bullet vote is actually weaker than slate voting. Anybody who slate votes, that's can I just say something, guys? So Hold on. Can I just vote, say something? I have all of this out here. Actually, I do know that bullet voting, actually, bullet voting doesn't is work. The, and, and Ken would even tell you doesn't work. Bullet voting can pass, by the way. It doesn't is the work. Worst thing to do. It's so not, I know. I even actually doesn't know, work. As somebody who's going work. out here and this telling them, doesn't work. Bullet voting, bullet voting is actually not the best thing to do. But because of the situation that we've been put in, I don't know what else to do because of this situation. Because. We you you're asking me to trust. I trust yeah, no. every reformer and TDR that is on okay. the slate, but I don't trust all the Hoffa people. Doesn't work, so Rosie. You're me just slate vote a whole bunch of Hoffa people. Doesn't work. And it doesn't work with unicorns and rainbows. It is well, what it is. Rosie, you have a slate with know, some of nine Hoffas, though. How do I do that with the principles that I've been taught? This is the problem that I have. You guys want all of us in the West to throw somebody away. Somebody go of pull Hopper back and tell him to run. Yeah, he's not gonna run. For twenty years, Just let him from and get Tom Leadham, from <laughs> Sandy Pope, from Tim Sylvester, <laughs> from Ken, from everybody that we have been pretty much raised on, just throw it all away and just walk into this this blindly and Ooh, trust this, and then in five years, if it blows up in our face, then what? Because this is not what we've been taught. Bullet. We have not been taught that you can just trust all these people. So yes, I know from experience in my education that bullet voting is actually bullet voting is the worst thing you can do because a slate vote will out. First, will we got to get we got to get more. We got to get voters the out vote. there. Number one, to get voted to bullet <laughs> vote to work, you have to have. We have 1.4 million Teamsters. How many come out to vote? 300,000, maybe less than 300,000 to vote. On if this you're in lucky, general, you'll get 300, exactly. So bullet voting is like voting, like you're not even voting at all. 
Because what's going to happen mm-hmm. is, and if you know that, the slates are always going to come out on top. So people are going to vote for slates. The slates numbers are going to add on to the bullet voting numbers. And it's just going to be an add-on, and the slates always win. That's why bullet voting never works, especially when you have no voters coming out to vote. 1. No, 4, I, I, I get that. I, I totally understand that. So, you, I'm, I'm, so the bullet I'm voters, so, so the bullet the voters should just, the, the bullet voters, you know, know what that. it is? It's they just, they should just take the voting, the, the, the ballot, rip it up, and throw it in the garbage because it doesn't count. West, Hector, because what do you want us to do? You want us to just throw away our principles and vote in no, a bunch of people no, we don't trust? No, but, you know, it's not a lot of people like you, Rosie. It's either that, it's either that or we just don't vote at all. Because how, again. And guess what? Away, Rosie, and guess what? You're, 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 no, you, wait, wait. You guys are telling me Byarma's bad because Hoffman told him. Okay? But Moore's horrible for this reason. So what, what are you saying that we, that us in the East, are throwing our vote away that us in the east don't care that us in the east don't don't have the same investment in this union that you do us on the east coast don't care as much as you do i mean you keep saying we in the west but you know what we give a fuck too rosie we're well, i have no idea this is but east I, I, I versus you, west most of us in the west are pretty united we were so are we so, so are we, so are we. Tupac united it's tupac and biggie you know what i mean so are we like you know you keep saying we in the west we in the west like it's a whole different thing like, As if we don't have a pension, no, too. Like, we don't have to worry pension. about our pension. We're worried about who gets elected. We campaigned. We fucking won six positions for Teamsters United, okay? The West didn't get enough delegates. So we're pretty fucking united over here, Rosie. So what I'm saying to you is we're not pulling this shit out of our ass. We get that this isn't the best of the best. But no way in hell am I going to support Barma and whoever else Hoffa puts on that slate is not going to happen. Someone needs help customizing and saving with Liberty. Okay, but you, you're assuming that Hoffa isn't involved in all of these slates. You guys are assuming that just because this is a decommissioned ship and all these guys are jumping ship, that they are now all reformers. Oh, I did it. They're all cockroaches. They all knew Hoffa was fucking I retiring. I knew Hoffa was retiring years ago. There's a whole okay? bunch of people on this. None of these guys are reformers. These guys haven't changed, and this is my I problem. I agree. So what the hell is going on? Like, I this agree. is the problem we have. Like, you're, you're, I, I cannot just sit here and say, okay, I'm going to, freaking Erickson, Fred charged him. He filed a charge because he cheated. He told his BAs and shop stewards to collect ballots for Hoffa Hall. He got busted. He had to rerun his entire election. Right. Because he got busted for cheating for Hoffa and Hall, and now he's running with Fred, and this is okay? Everybody's okay. just like, oh, well, no big no, deal. Would you, ha- then what the hell are you doing? Have you, listened, have you listened to Hector? Have you listened to me? Have you listened to anything that we've been saying? We're not okay with the picks on this slate. We're so not okay with that. But, but this know, is why I can't, I cannot, I can't even go into my barn and tell my guys, go ahead and vote the slate. I can't. My principles will not let me because in the entire time that I've supported every one of the the teams, the, the TDU candidates or the reform candidates from Leadham, every time Leadham ran to Sandy Poe to Tim and Fred, I have believed in everybody on that slate. I have believed in all of them. With everything in me, I believed in them. So I had no problem going into my barn and around the nation and telling people whenever I traveled and campaigned, I had no problem telling people, this is absolutely the slate you need to vote for. Because this is the slate that is going to change 
for the members. They're going to change the union. I can't do that now. I don't believe it. So if I don't believe it, I can't tell my the members of 63 that. I can't tell anybody that. Can I ask you a question, Rosie? I'm just... I, I'm, yes. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I just came up with this question in my head. Maybe, maybe you can correct me. Um, you said you're going to vote you're going to bullet vote, but you're going to vote for someone, someone named Bayarma, I believe. That's the hand-picked... Uh, yes, for, it's Steve Bayarma out of Denver. President. And the reason why you're going to vote Hello. for that person Hello. is because of the fact that they're vested in the same pension that you're vested in or something. So in other words, you're voting... He sits on my board. He sits on, he sits on the pension board. But is he vested in your in your pension? The same pension yes. that... yeah. Okay, now... My question to you is, like I said, I don't know, but I'm going to ask. If he's the president, let's say he gets in and he's the president, because you said a couple of bills came to sort of take some, some money from your pension to, to help other people's pension. Now, if he's the president, you're saying that he would not let a bill come in that would affect your pension as far as to take some money from your pension to help another pension. So if he's my question is if he's the president, what if he as president? You, is it possible that he can protect his personal pension and let it affect everybody else's pension, such as the members, and then take the money from the members' pension and have it help? Or- no. So as as president, they actually can't. They can't. They can't actually go into anybody's pension. So as president, he as so. Let's say Sean gets voted in as president. Sean actually cannot touch the Western pension. He can't actually go in and touch any of the pensions. Okay. But what they can do is the, the IBT president has a lot of political power. And this is what some people are concerned with is, and they have access to the drive money. So it's that political power that a lot of people are worried about because with that political power, they can get lobbies, lobbyists, and they can back bills. And that's what they do is they also they also can can back the op- op- opposition of bills. So like right to work and um, other bills that in the past, like out here, we've had um, we've had uh, right to work bills and stuff. And they've you the president has the office come out here and he's helped to fight certain anti-union bills in different states and stuff with his political power and with the drive money. And so this is what has concerned us. Because that's what they can do, is they can use their political clout and the drive money behind them to support certain bills. And so that's you're, what so you're, so you're so, saying, in other words, you're saying that if Viama was to become president, that he would not would not support certain bills that come, that come he out would on pro- the floor. He would protect the Western pension funds, is what you're saying. Yes, because he's just, he has just as much to lose but that's all what the you other think. members in the western in the western pension because our our pension is right now because it's the strongest it's the one that has been the most attacked by by outside bills and those bills were actually constructed by other unions like um ISCIO and other other actual unions came after uh, our our actual pension. pension. So, 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 so,
and they need him to co-sign the bill or whatever to go after your pension, whoever it is that's making the bill, do you think that they would give him some hush money under the table probably so that way he wouldn't have to worry about his particular part of the pension? They would cover his part? No. So you don't. No, because that, so you that's don't not, think that will happen. The pension works. I'm, I'm not saying the pension. Retires, forget, forget about yeah, the. No, it's, it's not. We're not saying we're not saying the pension. What, what, what I'm saying is, do you think that he would accept some hush money under the table, to so that way he doesn't have to worry about what he's going to lose in the pension if he backed the bill. And just let it go through. Do you think he would do he's that? He's a officer. He's a officer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, don't, yeah, I can't. don't the officers Honestly, do that? I can't, I can't speak to that because I know from so, the past so in other words, himself. So in other words, you never thought about that. Every year and put into an officer's pension. So in other words, and, you never thought about. the central states. It's, right. it's, off, it's part of office policy. So, so another way, wait, 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 Rosie. So in other so words, you never just, thought. I'm, you, just, I'm just saying that if I have to back, okay, if I'm going to back a Hoffa guy, for president, for us in the West, it's just the most logical conclusion for but us. Why, to but why? But why is it? Why is it the most logical? Because, because you you haven't even thought be, of what he what he could and can't do. You haven't thought about that because I'm quite I'm quite sure I'm quite sure. Hang on, hang on. Mm-hmm. Now flip it. Okay, now you have Sean in office. Okay, and Sean is now presented with a bill that will come after the Western pension. And it says that he can take 50% of the Western pension and put it in to the bailing pension, bailing out of his own pension. Is Sean going to do that? Oh, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing out a question to but you because you I'm quite, you, because I'm quite on. sure that you okay. never thought of You're that. You're asking me, would right. my armor right. sell out Because I'm, I'm trying to figure out why, okay, why would money, you? I'm asking you, would Sean sell out the West? I don't know if any of them was doing it, but I don't know. I don't know if anyone was doing it. But I'm, but I'm do you asking. Understand I'm just curious. Concern. Same question goes to Moore. Moore is sitting in the central states pension. Would Moore be willing to do the same thing? This concerns us. Can I ask a question? You yes. can, Joan. Go ahead. Hello. Do I have the floor? Thank you, you have it. You got um, the floor. Jamie, you're right. And Rosie, I agree with you because. I had this argument when it came to the team care argument when one of my elected officials tried to tell me that I should be willing to take a step back in my health care so that my southern brothers and sisters take a step up. And I told him to go fuck himself because their representatives should be arguing to get what I have, not asking me to take a step back. So I understand your argument, okay? I completely get it. So to, to jump on Jamie's question... How much authority does the IBT president have to quote unquote raid a pension? And on top Same of night. that, on, wait, on top of that, on top of that, if you're talking about using pension monies or borrowing pension monies to invest in another one, because, and I hate to be a Sean O'Brien trumpeter here, I really do, but he came up with a way to save his failing pension fund by the hybrid fund. And I had hours-long conversations with people who are invested in this fund and know what's going on. And what he did was he shut out the failing pension fund and moved UPS into contributing to a hybrid fund, which is now successful. So my question to you is, my question to you is, your fear is that Sean is going to get elected and he's going to raid the fund when the president is not allowed to do that. But no, it is not. I did not say that because I know the president cannot. I've already said that. 
the president does, cannot go into any pension. What's your, what's your it is, argument it, then? Well, our concern are the bills. Okay, they have lobbying power, they have political power, and we have already been attacked twice over here by bills. We've already had two separate bills that we have had to fight in the West of people right. trying to come after our Rosie, Rosie, and it's those those kinds of things that the president can be involved in. They cannot personally come after. They have no access. They have no ability. They have no power to personally come after any pension whatsoever. Well, I want to thank I want to thank I want to thank Rosie and Joan for okay? calling up and making these uh, valid points. Listen, guys, our show's over. It's eight o'clock. I want to thank you guys for being so adamant about your feelings towards this IBT election. It is very important. I wish everybody, all the members, were as adamant about this election as you two are because you guys definitely put on one hell of a, a, a of an educational experience for these people. But we try not to deal with the hypotheticals. We need to know the facts. Anybody else that has any information on the IBT, either me, Jamie, or Hector up, let us know. We'll talk about it more on our next show. We need to know what's going on. We want to know more. We want to know more about these candidates. We want to know more about these failing funds like the Central Pension Fund. Does it affect the East? Does it affect the West? Are the lobbyists uh, that, that these political people are trying to get are going to tear the pensions apart? We, we got to find these things out. Over the next couple of months, things are going to get very, very interesting with this IBT election. Um, I want to shout out one more time Dave Carew, Shane Devine, Frank Whalen, and all those guys. Don't forget their How about meeting. the tow truck guys? Their meeting will be on. Oh, hold on. I'll get to them. Their meeting will be on uh, for the Tuesday through Saturday, guys. Their meeting will be on May 30th. Uh, that's 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. over at the, uh, v the v VFW Hall. Right, 1012 right. Park Boulevard and Massapequa Park, Park, New York. York. All right, so try to make it to those guys. If you're new, get over there. I want to shout out Mr. Uh, Dean Doss and Wayne Ponsky over in Gemini and Tow Truck. They put a great show together this morning. You might want to listen to them. You could probably catch them on Facebook. Uh, I want to give a shout out to all our listeners today. My God, we got so many people on the line. <laughs> don't don't forget, you, you still have a, the holiday meeting or seminar on March 21st. That's a Saturday from, uh, I believe, 11.30 to 1.30 or 2.30, one of them. I'm not exactly sure. But you do have a seminar coming 1130, up. 11.30. Another, another seminar coming up March, on the holiday. Yeah, March 21st, Holiday Financial again. They are doing the seminar. That is March 21st. And that is at 11.30. Uh, one more. I tell you. The IBT election is going to get crazy, and we're going to be the ones here at Union Power Radio with Tony Rosario and Jamie Haynes that's going to put out some news, some uh, anything that goes on in the IBT election. It's going to be a lot of that shit. And just to give you a heads up, guys, that uh, next year, uh, 2021, uh, Tony Rosario and I guess Jamie, if you if you want to come. We're going to be at the convention center doing a live radio from the convention center like I did uh, five years ago. So, uh, yeah. 2021. 2021. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead, Tony. I'm sorry to cut you off. But no, no, that's fine. Uh, what What's the date of the bowling? Uh, what's the date of the uh, bowling? The bowling? Oh, May 17th. May 17th. We're having our bowl-a-thon. 
We are going to be doing a huge bowling event. We got uh, we got to get 32 teams together throughout our local, local 804. So start getting your teams together, fellas. It's very important. We want to get a nice big turnout for all our bowling buddies. So we got to have a nice huge union night at the bowling alley. Um, geez, I want to thank all the listeners out there who've been listening. Uh, <laughs> once, <laughs> once again, sending our condolences. To Antoine Andrews on the passing of his mother. Yes, sir. Antoine Andrews, God bless. I hope everything uh, worked out for you. Um, uh, shout out to everybody listening. Our, bu- our, bu- our buddy Peter Sullivan out in uh, out in uh, Arizona. Uh, Rosie, who called in. Joni Lane Miller, who called in and had a very, very heated debate on the election. Uh, Edgar Escobar, thank you for listening and joining the chat room. Had a lot of interesting things to say in there, too. Lawrence Cruz... Shout out to the Forsterville people that are listening. Lou Barbone, Joe Doherty, Cobra. Yeah, our buddy is Izzy out in Manhattan. And if I missed you, I'm sorry. Ray Mathers, uh, all you guys listening, thank you all so much. And Hector's friend Gina. Hi, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> so we love you all. Stay tuned for the next show. And as we always say, solidarity, stay united. We're here to put the U back in union. How do I say goodbye to what we had? The good time that made us laugh, I'm waiting back. I don't know.